Hi, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. This is the show where real girls have real talk about real issues, seeking to apply our very real faith, and sometimes a whole lot of patience, depending on what the subject is that we're talking about. You guys know if you've been joining us or if you're new actually this week, every week our goal is to provide you with a look at how to live your life out loud with your faith, from dating to sex to marriage, raising kids, all of the above. You know, we live in this world where when you call yourself a Christian, the power of what you say you believe ought to be lived out in such a way as to make other people want to investigate, want to explore, want to believe the same thing. So um, here at Cynthia Garrett Ministries, our desire is to bring you walk shows, not talk shows because the world doesn't need another talk show. It needs a place where it can learn how to walk out its faith with Christ as the true Lord of our lives. So I'd like to welcome today two of my three girl club members, regulars, co-hosts, sisters, posse, tribe, (laughs) people, you name it. But uh, Nova Page and Christina Reynolds are both actually amazing singer-songwriters. Um, for some of you who were with us last week, you got a taste of the anointing on Nova's voice, and I know it's carried me through the week. So, uh, no, thank you for that. Um, they're yeah. also uh, incredible teachers. Um, they've pastored. They've led. They've walked out their lives with Christ. They've struggled through their challenges with Christ. They they fall down with Christ. They get back up with Christ. And because of that, they've got a lot of wisdom and a lot to share with all of you every week. And so I'm really glad to have both of them with me. And um, hey, guys. Hi, Sam. We're here. We made it. <laughs> We're here. We made it. We We made made it. it. Yes. For those of you in the live, uh, in our live virtual audience this week, you know, sometimes these 11 a.m. starts get delayed when things happen like your earbuds don't turn on, which we had a little tech issue this morning, which was interesting. But, uh, but, you know, I love the conversation we were having off camera. And I think honestly, today we'll go down, uh, we'll go down an interesting, I guess, line of conversation that Maybe it just leads us to, you know, how to be patient in in your marriage and what marriage should look like today. And, you know, but I I do want to start with just kind of what's God teaching you right now? You know, what's the week been like for you? You want to start, Christina? No, you want to start? (laughs) You know, sorry, frog in my throat. Yeah. Uh, This has been... Honestly, this has been an, a, a really amazing and thought-provoking week as I studied the story of Joseph. Mm. And, you know, I it was very interesting because I've always had the, you know, Joseph, he got jacked by his brothers. They sold him into slavery. I got that part. That's terrible. But I think the piece that I hadn't picked up, and this is just what the Lord's teaching me. And so this may have nothing to do with patience, Cynthia, but this is what God really revealed to me. And it, and he, and it stuck in my heart all week. I'm like, man, I need to eat off that this week. And so as we know, he was sold right into slavery. Uh, Then he ends up working for Pharaoh and, he becomes like this, you know, super, you know, side guy. And 
then, you know, Potiphar, which is fair, Potiphar's wife was like, and Joseph was probably pretty handsome. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she came on to him and he reject, he actually rejected her. And then she, you know, she jacked him over. He ends up in prison. But I think the part that I haven't held on to was that when he was in prison, um, he didn't stop who God had called him to be. So he, mm. it, in the midst of mm. all that turmoil, he, he still interpreted dreams. And so when the cup bearer and the baker got sent in, in with him, he didn't say, you know what? I'm in prison. I don't even care. I'm not, I'm not interpreting dreams. I'm not doing any of it because I'm mm. mad at you, God. How could you let me be in this prison? He didn't throw a fit. And I'm thinking back on the times mm. when I have thrown a fit with the Lord because right. I didn't deserve this treatment right. and I wow. wanted to withhold my gift and <clears throat> excuse me, wow. who God called me and who God called me to be. Right. And I was like, you know what, Lord, first of all, forgive me for that, but show me mm. and teach me. And so when I, when I listened wow. to Joseph's story and he, and then he said, so the, he interpreted both their dreams. He was right. One of them ended up dying and the other went back to Egypt and, and in service to Potiphar. And, and Joseph said, just remember me. The guy didn't remember him, but eventually, eventually yeah. he was like, oh my goodness. So sometimes we think God's forgotten about it about our struggle. Yeah. And then, yeah. event, and that's where the patience is required, Cynthia. And I get yeah. chills thinking about it because yeah. there, therein lies the patience. And eventually, you know, Pharaoh's like, I need somebody to interpret these dreams. And then Joseph, you know, he, he goes and he tells him, Hey, this is what's going to happen in seven years. And then, and, and not only does he interpret the dream, but then Potiphar puts him over everything and he becomes right. so incredibly wise that he plans it all out to where, not only in the end did, uh, you know, Pharaoh uh, have enough food for his people, but he ended up uh, through Joseph, the, all of all of the food was provided for when the people said, we don't have food. He goes, I have food. Give me your cows. Give me your livestock. So he ends up gaining all yeah. of this stuff for Pharaoh. Yeah. And in the end, but this is the awesome part. In the end, he the people are like, well, we have nothing else to give you. We have nothing else to trade in for food. He's like, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you seed. And now you're going to plant. And then you're going to give Pharaoh, Egypt, a certain portion. So the wisdom that he had, mm -hmm. um, the patience that he carried, mm -hmm. if you look back in his story, he could have just been bitter. And what and what would have right. happened? Right. I, I, I have holy that's, fear. That's a my job. What would happen? What would right. happen, you guys, if we said everyone would have died? I've been right. hurt everyone long enough. Died. I've been jacked up long enough by the church, outside the church, my business, wow. my cross. And what if we withhold who God has called us to be? Wow. What if that? Come what on. if? And and I'm right. like, Lord. And so I want to share this with you because this, and I mentioned to you guys before, and, and I really don't mean to like take, take over mm. this. No, you know, oh, girl, girl, go. But, um, I just, I'm so, I'm so stoked because as my husband and I were praying about the word for the year, he actually, he usually gives us three, which is, I don't know if it's like, I just have a thing because I'm a designer. I'm just like one, three, five, you know, like right. all those numbers, but he usually will give us three. And this year he just said, there's two things I want you to mm -hmm. know. I want you to focus on fulfilled 
being fulfilled and focus. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. And we, we talked about how really the opposite of being fulfilled is just living a busy life, just doing stuff and blah, blah, blah. And what really what fulfilled or full means is like holding as much as possible. And so living a fulfilled life. And I mentioned this to you guys before is like when you find yourself giving all of your energy to things that are meaningful and valuable, that's when you're fulfilled. But how do you, how do you know what's meaningful and valuable? How do you know that? The answer is when all of who you are is moving toward all God has purposed and called you to be. That's when you know you're living fulfilled. And that's when you uh, you can say your yeses and say your noes. And I think about Joseph and he understood that no matter what his circumstances, where he was in prison, whether he was ruling over it all, he found himself doing those things like interpreting dreams he didn't stop using the gift. And that was who he was. And he had character through and through and through mm -hmm. and through. Yeah. He didn't allow the circumstances right. to change. So honestly, right. that story is like yeah. about patience. It's about obedience. It's about fulfillment. It's about it, it, like all of identi it. Identity. Identity. Right. You know, because I'm mm -hmm. sitting here and I'm thinking, yeah, he didn't get angry. But you know what else didn't happen, Nova? And yeah. this is a big one because yeah. we've talked about these challenges and we've all gone through this. He didn't forget who he was. Right. He didn't no. forget that he was actually a king. I, I mean, right. He didn't forget that there was something special about his life that and God had shown him glimpses of that specialness and the and the gifts that he had and the impact that he could make. He didn't forget it. That's crazy. He did it. And yet, and, and, and you know what? I really, when I read his story, I really, um, I really feel his humanity when he faces his brothers and he didn't freak out. I mean, can you imagine being so jacked over by your family? And then yeah. years later, they're not recognized. And he, he just took it step by step by step and use wisdom. And, and I think for those who have had abuse in their family, it's not like you're here. I love you. Yay. We're back together. Right. It was very, it was very strategic. Yeah. It was well thought out. And he, you know, he wanted to see their, you know, what their motivations were and he tested it. And I think part of me too, is like, you know what, just because God calls you into a particular season with particular people, um, it, and and if even if you've been hurt by them before, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden those things didn't happen. I think you move out with compassion, love, then you ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom over those relationships and those interactions. And we don't have to, um, we don't have to just, I don't know. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? We don't have to just be like, oh, it's okay. We're Christians and everything's fine. Right, right, I think we right. have to test uh, right. the truth. We right. have to test the well, truth. So true. Because what if he had let them back in and they threw him into another pit? I mean, at, at, at a certain point, the reason why you're testing the character, you're testing yeah. the truth yeah. of, of the, you know, he went in with for forgiveness. Forgiveness was not his issue. It was okay. I forgive because God wants me to walk in forgiveness, but now I'm a steward over much. Now I have many people's lives in my hand. Now the plan of God through all my years in prison is being played out to actually save and sustain the land. So I need to, before I just let you in, in my emotion, which is not yeah. God, which is mm -hmm. not God. He wants us to use godly 
wisdom and intellect. So now as I, as I let you in, I need to know who you are because all these other people are also on my shoulder and in okay. my heart. Cynthia, A to the men. And can I, I yeah. I'm going to do this without <laughs> crying. I'm going to do this without crying, but I look at my husband like he is such a Joseph. Mm. Okay. So here mm. I'm going to give you a little, just a snippet, because I think this might be an encouragement for somebody who has walked through abuse mm. and somebody who mm. has been through the fire. So my husband was involved as a very young man in a ministry where he found out that the leader over that ministry was a pedophile. Mm. And, uh, you know, we had, it was like fatherhood. I was in, I was like, you know, we love this person. Uh, he ended up just, you know, doing horrible things. Okay. So when my husband found out all of a sudden now we have a son, we have a family and he this guy was like, you know, you should just forgive me and we should forget. And my husband, <gasps> as a Joseph Wood said, I have a family now, right. I have a son, and I'm going to protect that family. Yeah. And I, I want to tell people it's okay to have boundaries. It doesn't mean, oh you my God, person. it just means yeah. I'm telling, you, no, you're not invited. Yeah. You're not invited. And uh, you know, it, yeah. it's crazy because that spiritual manipulation can yeah. really with people's head. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm so grateful for my husband who God had the wisdom at a young age, I would say to go, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. um, you have done things that are horrific and I'm not going to allow you and invite you into that, uh, into this very intimate part. And in fact, you need to go on tour all over the country to say sorry to the people that you've uh, abused. Okay. Now no, I'm going to fast no. forward to last year. Mm -hmm. Last year, the Lord told my husband and I, um, he, he put it on our hearts to go to this man and say, we want you to understand something. We forgive you, mm -hmm. but, but forgiveness doesn't mean that you were meant to be a part of all the intimate and intricate parts of our life. But we want you no. to know, um, you may have, may have made up stories in your head, like they're horrible people. They're not, they don't forgive and they've held it against me. It's like, no, 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 no. We're telling you, uh, we love you because God made you, but we're here to tell you, we haven't held bitterness against you. What we wanted was some accountability. And right. um, which he it, wanted us, right. Which he didn't give. Right. He didn't. And he didn't do, he didn't, he didn't do any of that, but we had to release playing God in his life as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like, that you know what? right there. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah. back in the day, we're like, no, you need to do this and this and this. And we had our mm. um, expectations. Mm. And, and you know what, Cynthia, uh, mm. I don't know, wrong, right. And we just were like, obviously we're angry and frustrated and yeah. it caused all kinds of issues, you know, back mm. in the day in our marriage, I'm like, did you know about this guy? You know? And he's like, this thing, how, you know, it's a too long of a story. However, I feel like, um, the Joseph in my husband, like mm. we were with his brother testing and going that testing part, it was helpful because Yes. You know, how do you, yes. how do you walk through things without wisdom? So no, it's called wisdom. You, That's wisdom. It is called wisdom. wisdom. Right? Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. listen, has God restored this pastor uh, to having a church with tons of families and children in it? 
Of course not. Then who would you be to play God and restore him to a position with tons of children mm-hmm. and families in it? And and the truth you know? is I didn't want him around my son. And you know what, yeah. you guys, right. I, had, I had to grieve that because you know what? He was going right. to be like grandpa. He was going to be grandpa. Wow. Oh, I get so, it. So I had to grieve the loss of that. And in the same bit, both Ricky and I couldn't stop using the gifts that God has given us just because somebody jacked us over. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to quit. Right. I wanted to quit. We wanted to quit. But we're like, first of all, he's not God. Right. So mm. we knew God was sovereign. And you know what? Some of the things that he taught us were valuable. Because, you know, mm-hmm. he's not, he wasn't all bad. He just right. never took responsibility or even confessed to anybody. Hey, this is really who I am. Help me get help. I was going to say, uh, you know, the gifts of the Lord are without repentance. The Bible says the man's gifts were not diminished because his flesh had a, right. a sin issue. And right. and that's the thing. It's like so many people out there and boy, this is for, this is for somebody watching uh, right now. So many people out there are angry at the church. You know, you're, yeah. you're angry at God because those church people did this, or I did, I had a bad experience in church or this happened or that happened. And your, your, your feelings are completely misguided. The mm-hmm. flesh will always disappoint. You will never find a perfect church because you will never find a perfect group of people gathering together on a Sunday, a Monday, a Wednesday, a Tuesday, a Thursday, or a Friday, and like perfectly loving each other. It ain't going to happen right. on this side of eternity. It's not. So it's not. So being angry at God and stopping your relationship with God from growing mm-hmm. and holding back what God wants to do through you is the is allowing the enemy to ruin in so many ways that you're just I mean you're just playing right into his plans. So you got to you got to you got to stop that one, you know, because you're you're right, you know, it's like I think about the times where you know, no, but you nailed it where I have been like a little I'm a little angry that God yeah. let this happen or I'm a little angry that this is happening for this person. And I see so much wrong in this person. Mm. And it's like, you know, it takes me back to the, it's a, one of the Psalms that says, you know, the Lord determines who he lifts up and who right. he puts down. And, you know, and, and it makes me repent because I'm not able to stand in God's shoes. I don't know mm. why he deals with his sons and daughters the way that he does. And, I'll tell you this much as a parent, because God is a parent, right? We're all his yeah. kids. As Christians, mom, you come at me and tell me how to raise my child. I'm going to come for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm going to come for you like I know three mama true. bears. That right? is so true. Right? Because who yes. knows more about your baby than mama? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and, and yeah. it's funny because I'm that way. I'm very respectful of other people's yeah. relationships to their children, which honestly, I mean, you know, the political thing going on right now with schools really trying to take parental control away, you know, and these states really trying to disenfranchise us as parents is so anti-God to me. It's so mm-hmm. crazy. The, and, and, and it's like of all the battles that you're trying to pick, if you're like, a liberal crazy person who thinks that parents shouldn't be responsible for raising their kids. You're so stupid to pick that battle. You don't piss off the soccer moms. 
Like you don't do that. <laughs> you don't. We we have baseball bats and, and athletic gear in the back of our cars, and we will surfboard for you. Yes, yes have you fins, ever been hit with a surfboard? They cut the fins. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you don't do that. To me, it's like pick a battle with the president, sure, but sure. you don't oh. pick a battle with a bunch of moms. That's, right. Those are our babies, so you yeah. know. But it is so interesting, Nova. It's it's you know, back to kind of the bigger issue and point here, it made me really think about, hey, no matter what pit you feel you're in, no matter what despair, you know, you're experiencing, don't forget who you are. And if you have forgotten who you are, sit down and make a list, seriously, a list of, okay, God loves me because of, and you start to let the Holy Spirit write through you you know, and, and, Amen. and all of the reasons why the Holy Spirit will tell you that God loves you. Those are real. You can also mm -hmm. sit down and make another list and say, the enemy hates me because write that one down and then make another list. Satan, what is it that you're doing in my life that is hurting me, harming me? That you will have a list also. And it's really interesting because I've done this exercise for myself. And you sit down spiritually and you tap into spiritual things and you're going to get spiritual answers, period. I mean, he, what is he, a father that he's not going to answer us, that he's not going to listen to us? No, that's not how yeah, God is, yeah. right? But it is really a trip because when I sat down and actually wrote a list of the things that the enemy <clears throat> was doing negatively in my life to hurt me, to stop me, to thwart me. All of a sudden, I really knew as I go through my day where I need to go, uh, 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 I reject that emotion. Uh, mm -hmm. I reject those feelings. Oh, that is not God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, it really is know, just self-awareness. Yeah. Totally. It really is. Like knowing totally. yourself, knowing your tendencies and realizing that some of those tendencies aren't even natural or organic to your own self. You know, like what you're saying, like the voices in your head or the thoughts in your head. I think a lot of the times they're not. I will say maybe not a lot of times, but I'm like, where did that come from? I wasn't thinking that. And like realizing yeah. that like we are, like you said, we're spiritual beings and we pick up on things whether we know it or not. And um, like I, I was just learning a little bit about, I'm not going to get into it. It's just, it's too complicated. Go but, girl. But, um, go girl. But these. Get these into orphans. it. Get into <laughs> it. I don't know if I can. No. But basically how we are these spiritual beings and we have these spiritual antennas, you know, and in the way that you direct them is what you will pick up, you know? So what are, it's kind of the same, like what you look at is what you're influenced at, but it's like what we open up ourselves to is what we'll receive. And there's a lot of people who, who are receiving spiritual things that are not of God, whether that's, you know, telling you, you should be this, Oh, you're not as successful or shut up. Like even what Nova like kind of shared, you know, about feeling like you're being told to shut up, stop being a diva. Like, those what? are spiritual things, but it's not from God. And like what, what we can yeah. do as, as children of God is direct ourselves to actually be antennas that pick up on what he's saying. Cause the thing is, he's always speaking. I think that's always, I, I think that's why yeah. I'm like, Oh man, is this just, yeah, I allow so much traffic. I myself allow yeah. people into like, I let my gates down. I'm like, bring it on. And it's like, no, like I need to be way more, like what you said, focused, like this same thing that the Lord has been speaking is like, turn off the noise, Christina, 
stop listening. I haven't even barely gone on Instagram just because I know what, what it opens up for me. I'm not saying it's wrong um, or even being overly consumed in the news. It's like, get quiet, get still, get before me, get in the word, you know, simplify and let me, let me speak to you. Like actually like in, like if we're speaking to each other, like I was just at my kids basketball games this morning, screaming, yelling, let's go cheering. It's like, so loud in there in but were you dancing the... were you dancing i want to i was that. not dancing you, but i was you like, doing your no, cute I... dances oh my god i was there just was thinking music, girl i, I was, was literally like christina I was, thing. <laughs> I was just thinking you, you don't have to go on instagram fine but please keep doing the dance routines please like dance. i get joy watching you i i and you're we're on so TikTok, good TikTok. and I'm you're like, oh my god like, how does her feet move and then her top doesn't move? I'm like, how did she I know. Do? she's so good. She's th- You're so good. She's this oh big and, and coordinated. Like, oh my God. no, seriously, I love watching. She, you're like full Same. on hip hop. Give me, give, give it to me. And it's just great. And it's clean and it's family. So and it's, oh my gosh, I love, I love it. it. I love it. Well, your joy it, comes through in it. It, it yeah. really does. And it's so funny. The freedom of like, movement. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. You should, if you oh. opened a dance studio, I'm not kidding. Oh my you. gosh! If you opened a studio here in Franklin, it would be sold out oh. every class. It you would. See how she's going you... back to Franklin. Yes. I, I love it. I hear it. I love it. I hear it through my AirPods. Yes, because right. well, we there don't have go. any. We don't have anything like that here. And I have to tell you something. There's a hip hop, um, hip hop, and you know, contemporary dance studio in Los Angeles in Studio City, and. You can barely get in. And I got to oh, tell I you, I got to tell you, of- the Asians, the Asians, <laughs> the Asians can dance. They the Asians it. can dance. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I go, I used to go sometimes just to watch the classes and the majority of the room, it was, was Asian and, and, and black. And then, and then there were, there you'd have, and then, you know, when, a, when the white kids would get in there, I was like, oh, I thought they're bringing it because I went to take a class one day and I was like, no, I sat down. I was like, no, I, I need to be mature enough to know when something is now a spectator sport. <laughs> oh, you know God. what? I'm like, I'm like, if I can, I can move, but don't ask me to coordinate with anybody else. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no, but the stuff. They, oh my gosh. You guys crazy. listen, go on Christina Reynolds, Instagram oh or yes. on TikTok. You have to see, I mean, this is like one happy mom in her garage and yes. they, her and her, who's your friend who does this with you? She's, yeah. an, she's another, she's, she's my neighbor actually. That she's awesome. a mom too. Oh my we've, gosh. We've been doing oh it for gosh. like a year and a half now, like almost, well, COVID, so almost two years. Yeah. Secretly, oh I really, I really want to be in the garage with you, but I oh, for sure probably can't. I would can't. love, I, can't I would do love it. you to be in the garage. I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Well, yeah. speaking no of, way. I, I will. Anyways. Yes. So back to the basketball. Oh, yes. thing. Right. Yes. So right. there's lots Sorry. of things going on back to like, yes. um, back to like hearing God. Like, I'm just even thinking like, if I want to listen to something like the person next to me, I can't be listening to the conversation behind me. Like it really takes mm, intention to listen that's to good. him. And I guess this, I've been realizing how wow. bothered and distracted I am, but, but I'm like, I don't need any more drama. Like I'm done. Like I'm done with yeah. that. And, and just to jump on with what you're saying about Joseph, I, I feel that as well. I feel like there's no way to run away from suffering. We all suffer, but like mm-hmm. in Christ, like 
I, I'm just I'm in awe of like how in the midst of suffering, he didn't like you said he didn't stop he didn't stop being who he was. And listen, it's only recorded like two or three or one only twice in the Bible where he actually or two or three times where he actually interpreted dreams. So it's like, how about mm-hmm. those years in between? How did he have the boldness to just go, no, me, it's me. Call me up to, to the king. You know what I'm saying? Call me. Yeah, to I mean, like, that's how right. did he maintain how? that? Me, yeah. I've, I've been in a year of like hiddenness and I'm yeah. like, how am I like staying sharp in the spirit so that when I stand before a king, I'm not faltering. My skill hasn't gone dull. Like I'm on it, you know? Right. And then in the midst of that, he's suffering. It's not just like, I'm just chilling. He's literally suffering. So well, I, he always, I he know. always rose. He always rose to the occasion. He, he, yeah. he didn't, yeah. you know, uh, I don't, I think we've talked about this, just like not dimming your light for people yeah. to make them right. feel more comfortable. He, right. it was, and again, it's Cynthia, just, right. it just always comes back to identity. It's like right. you, yeah. and you always bring us back. It's like, he knew he, who he was. He knew he was mm-hmm. wronged. And, and honestly, you guys, this is like another little yeah. tidbit that the Holy Spirit just like dropped into my spirit just now. But, you know, he had 11 brothers and <laughs> really nobody like now there was one brother did. I can't remember what brother it was right now, but there was yes, one, the one who brother. Was him. Yeah. Wait, um, yeah, he was, I think yeah. He was the oldest. Yeah. It, uh, it was Reuben, right? It was Reuben. I think it was, was Reuben. It Reuben. What he was the only one who was like, maybe we shouldn't do this, right? Like, uh, let's not yeah, I, I, I might be wrong. Right. I, might right. Be wrong. Um, I but, don't remember. Yeah. So, I but I, I think it was him. I think it was him. But oh, I look. mean, regardless. So he was the one. Like, maybe we shouldn't do. This. But you, you think back. Like he could have, like completely just used every scenario, every conversation he's ever had with ever brother. And then just let that take over his mind and sitting in jail and just that manifest that angryness, right. that bitter, the anger, the bitterness, just, he could have been so consumed. Like, honestly, you guys, I probably would have been consumed. That would have been like, that would like angry and bitter and right. like just thinking and, and then seeing them again, not just explode and like put them all to death. But he, Man, I just, his story of just trusting God and listening to God. And I'm like, I sit back and I'm like, God, help me be a Joseph. I want to be a Joseph. Do you also, I I think it was Reuben. It was Reuben. I believe it was. was. He had a thing for Reuben and Benjamin. Well, Um, Benjamin, because Benjamin was a little one. Benjamin yeah. was his little brother by the same mother, which was Rachel. Right. Right. So, right. right? So it was right. the two of them. So it was like he, right. um, he kind Benjamin of swore to protect, to take Benjamin, care of right. and protect it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, do you guys, what a heart. Do you guys also realize that like this is like pre Christ? Like this is like right. yeah, the Holy Spirit hasn't been sent yet. I'm like, whoa, yeah. like what is your relationship with Yahweh looking like on a daily basis? When it's like, like right now we have full access to him, but what was it like? I'm just curious. It just seems harder. It seems like he's living in barbaric times where slavery was totally fine. And then they knew scripture, right? right? They knew, they knew ancient writings, right? Right. So, (laughs) so, well, they, they, I mean, I guess that's my, I mean, so regardless, they had truth. Yeah, right. and they, knew they had a prophecies. witness. They had a witness. They were, yeah, yeah, they had a witness, and I mean, I well, guess, 
I mean, I mean, Abraham, you know, I mean, Abraham, he walked yeah. with, you know, he's, he, he, he heard God's voice, you know, right. he, I think about, right. you know, Abraham, Isaac, and, 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 and Joseph, right. And I just, I Jacob. don't know, Jacob, Abraham, excuse me, Abraham. And then, you know, um, you know, uh, Jacob was the heel grabber and then, and then he became right. Israel. God changed his mm-hmm. name and his sons are the ones exactly. that became the 12 tribes of Israel. Right. Exactly. And like, he was the heel grabber, you know what I'm saying? Like God was sovereign over all that too. That's just such a crazy Well, that- well, it's why, you know, it always makes me, you know, when, when I, when I sit down, I'm always aware of the fact that God has made role models out of our forefathers who Amen. were not perfect. Right? They were a hot mess. They, they were, were a hot mess. A lot of them. I different. mean, even, even David, whom God said was a man after his own heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, even David, you know, David, David took five minutes off of what he should have talked You talk about uh, lack of focus and distraction. It was just five minutes. It was just five minutes. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a little, was, you know, five minutes turned into a lifetime kind of peeping yeah. over the peeping over the balcony at the naked right. lady across the way. And boy, wasn't she fine. And then killing her, her husband, and who her was husband to be murdered. Yeah. So right. he could have her. I mean, right. I think about, you know, and I think about the forefathers of our faith and, but how God used them and how they repented. And how, even though they fell, they got back up really quickly. They strengthened their hearts back toward the Lord. Like it's what he expects from us. He knows that we're not perfect, but he expects us not to be falling into sin. He expects us to be, if we stumble, to be getting up and right. trying and 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 striving and going toward him and reaching for him constantly. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, God, the Lord gave me a vision of my word for the year. And, um, and it was so interesting. And he showed me a man and I have to paint it because he gives me things in painting sometimes. So I can't wait to actually paint it. And it, and it literally is a, is the image of, of a a man, a, a person, and they're, they're crawling down on the, on the ground coming up to full stand, but they're coming up out of the mud. And he, and I just heard the Lord say rise. And, and it's like, it's such a beautiful visual. It has not left my head in weeks now because it's like, he wants us to rise. And, and I, and he wants us to rise up out of the muck that is our lives out of the muck that is, you know, our challenges, maybe the people around us, the sin, the, the struggles that we've overcome, but even like through the, the thickest mud where you couldn't see the person's body as, as all of a sudden, you know, you begin to see the mud starts to turn into a figure and it's, and it's, and you realize there's a human being being formed in that mud who, who emerges, who rises and becomes what God wants them to become, you know? And, and that is really, that is really, really, uh, it's just important to me, you know, for the year. And it's important to me, like for me, I saw so much in that because I saw also my calling to help other people do that. And, oh, I love that uh, Mommy Berry wrote in her word for the year um, is expectation. I love it. I love it. And I love, by the way, and I, every year it's, no, but I love that you said that you and Ricky get your words because every year I've always prayed and Lord, what is it? What's the word for the year? And, you know, I have to tell you guys, so a couple of weeks ago when we were first back, we talked about transition 
Remember? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, when I got off, someone sent a silly little crossword puzzly thing and it said the first three words you see you know those are going to be part part of your your word for the year thing right and I was like well I already know I got rise right I literally looked at the thing and I started to just delete the email and the first word I saw was change transition wow it was such an affirmation of the fact that God is really transitioning a lot of the body of Christ this year Um, I agree with you. Uh, This is like a super Nova practical thing, but like, I really am big on, it's like you get the download, you get the word. And then sometimes like halfway through the year, you forget it. So I'm a huge proponent, proponent of writing it out, framing it, putting in your house. Like I have Mm -hmm. our words every single year on in the kitchen. I have them framed in places where we can see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then I have it by my office because I will forget and I need, I need those little like, okay, go read that because it's right there on the fridge. Go read it. You framed it over here. It's by your desk. Like, so I'm a big proponent of when God says these things to you and it's really from him, set yourself up to receive it constantly throughout the year. So it can really, and and this is the other thing that we do. Again, this is super practical, but before I take the words off of my little, so I have one that like, you know, I add the, you know, it's like, I don't know, the little boards with like letters. So I, uh-huh. I put them up there. I, I should, it's not in this room. It's in my kitchen. But when, as we take them off, it's like a thing. As we take them off, we, about last year's words, as I take one word off, then we go around as a family and go, how did God speak to you mm. in that. Can you, can we talk about that? Oh, like what that. did God do? How did we see him? And then we move to the next word. How did you God see, how did you see God manifest that in our family, in your personal walk? Love it. And so as mm. we take it all off, we talk about it. We remember, we That's have so this, good. like this, this moment of remembrance and, yeah. you know, Ricky and I do that specifically with each other. And then we break it down with our children. And it's really important because we have to, if we really believe that God is speaking to us, let's make a thing of it. Let's right. make a thing of it. Right. Like let's, right. let's, let's put some skin in the game here. And mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm not, we, I've not always done that, but man, it's so exciting to me when we can so talk true. about it. And it, it, right. it also brings intellectual conversation into your family where you're, you're moving from this, like, how was your day? Everything was great. I'm going to say it. It kind of moves you from that high level conversation right. to like, Oh, oh yeah, guys, this is really what God has done. And so right. it speaks to all areas of our life. So that's just a little Nova practical thing of like, um, don't just throw Love away the last that. year's words, but let's, let's make a thing of it. Let's right. do this. I, like, let's um, have a dinner over it. Right. I love that. I love right. that. I love that. Um, I'm going to, how many times is, I, I'm looking for something that I want to share with you guys, because you said something um, when you said, uh, remember, right? Remember. And I got, I got to tell you, let's see if I can find it. Like a stone of remembrance, right? Well, what did God say from the very beginning of the Bible? I mean, I, and that's why I was looking for the number of times, looking to see if I could actually find the number of times I'm going to find it in the Bible where the Lord uses the word remember, 
What was the Old Testament all about? Remember these commands and all will go well with you in the land. Remember my commands. Remember who I am. Remember what I just did for you. Remember, remember who you are because of me and all will go well with you in the promised land. Everything was always, you know, uh, be strong and courageous. You know, uh, remember, remember the Lord, your God, who brought you up out of the land of Israel. Right. Remember to put no gods out of of Egypt. Excuse me. Remember, you know, like my brain today, Egypt, Israel. But you know what I'm saying? We got you. You Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so uh, that is always, I always think about the fact that the problem to me in the world today with Christianity is the fact that Christians actually don't remember God. They don't Mm. honor the memory of what he does in their life from year to year, you know, from decade to decade. We held Uh, on day to day. day day. day. But if we held on to him as as vehemently as we hold on to bitterness, anger, frustration, if we held on to him like that, could you, could you imagine? I mean, right. And we would hold on to him like that when we practice remembering. And, you know, that, that may actually, you know, honestly, that may actually be the perfect, it's like the perfect uh, gift from what we've been speaking about today, which is Joseph remembering who he was in the pit Mm -hmm. and choosing to remember his God and still love his God, not to be angry at his God and distance himself from his God. And how many of us in these last couple of years could, could just, there's been a lot of bad stuff that's happened. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, a, a lot, lot of bad, a lot of bad people lifted up and then they get lifted up and you, and, and nobody, you know, no one knows it. People are following right. them and you're like, this is a bad, this is a bad person. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I think about, I mean, I got so turned off when the leaders of BLM signed a, they signed a big agency representation deal with CAA, which is like the big Hollywood agency. And all I could think was, wait a minute, you had young people destroy other people's lives on a principle that you wanted all of us to, you know, this principle, this wrong, this injustice. And then you just went and you signed a deal with like the biggest institution that Mm -hmm. prostitutes people for Hollywood and takes messages and sells them. And so it was never about us people. It was never about, I mean, where are you in these communities that need you? Like, you forgot, like, it's like, did you ever have something to remember? Did you ever have a mission to remember? And this is, I think, the problem with any way the world today, because all of these movements are rooted in secular flesh and secular wisdom. They're not rooted in God. And agenda. And godly wisdom. Right. Speaking you know, Cynthia. And Cynthia, you are that, but you are a voice of truth. You are. When I watch you on the news, when I see the thing, when I hear the things that you say, I'm like, she is unafraid. She is speaking the truth. I'm like, we need your voice out mm-hmm. in this world Thank to just you. speak the love of Christ. And you know what? I love seeing you righteously a- angry because you mm-hmm. are really for God's kids. Right. And yeah. I love it. As I yeah. watch you, you know, cause like, this isn't all you do. This is like a little bit of what you do, what we do here. Mm-hmm. It's like, God is using you, um, to go speak truth in love. And it right. honestly, Cynthia, I sit back and I go, thank you, Lord. Make me as, I want to be brave like Cynthia. I want to be bold you. like Cynthia. 
Thank yeah, you. Or, or, or you don't, or you just, you don't care if you have any friends like, you know, <laughs> okay. uh, no, it's girl. so, oh it's my so gosh. funny. My, my friend, my, it's really interesting. You know, one of the things I'll share with all of you watching, um, is that when you give your life to the Lord and as he remakes you, right. So we know it's a continual transformation, transformation. be continually transformed by the, by the, uh, renewing of your mind mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus, as my mind is renewed in Christ, as I've changed, as I've grown in, in my, not just my relationship with the Lord, but my love of the Lord, my awareness of the Lord being sovereign over all, right. You have to change playgrounds and playmates. You do. Oh, you so lose, true. you lose some people <laughs> that, that you lose some people, but you gain some other people and you gain like-minded people who want to love Jesus the same way and who aren't afraid to speak truth in the same way. And I honestly have no tolerance or room in my life for friendships with people that are seeking to curry favor with man and the world. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm only looking for people who are seeking to curry favor with the Lord. Uh, Cause right. when you're, because that means that, that means that the world is your God. Amen. Right. If you're looking for favor but, with the world, the world's your God. Right. But I feel like that's Good what luck with the that. Lord is. Right. I mean, but I feel like that's what the Lord has been doing this last two years is he's been making this very distinct line in the sand. And it's become clear yeah. for me, like who I can and cannot have close to me. And sadly, it's not even people who don't know Jesus. Actually, it's people who do know Jesus that I'm like, whoa, we are not. It's not that I don't love you as a brother or a sister in Christ, but there's even that. I'm not just saying like the person who's being crazy down the street who like believes in all these things that I don't, I don't believe in. I have, I have loved my heart for those people who don't know him. But I found it was right. interesting that it was a cutting off of people that that I thought I was going to be close with, that I thought we were going to run together. So it's been very painful, but it's been also very freeing to realize, whoa, was I holding on? to the, these playmates, as you would put it, Cynthia, or these previous so playgrounds because of my own comfort zone. And really it was a holding back. Cause like, as you grow, if someone is, if you're, if you guys aren't growing together, you're naturally going to like separate. Right. But I've been feeling that line. Like there is a, there's a distinct line where it's like, before I'd be like, yes, come into right. my, my life and my, I'll, whatever you need and it's like whoa there's like a serious like I don't even know how to explain because we're still in the process of this but but, but there's, there's like a line you know I think it's boundaries you know Christina because the yeah the, right it's 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 I love you I forgive you I let you go and it, it's because in order to, you know, Angie, uh, Angie, one of our, our, our virtual audience members writes in, rise above the mud. It's a take home for me. Thank you. It is definitely Amen. my take home. But, but, but it's all part of this, Angie. It's like you can't rise above the mud, Christina, if you keep letting everything and everyone who's maybe not supposed to be there in a season in. And it's mm -hmm. part of being a good steward over where God has you today. And the thing right. is, you got to get out of your head. So a lot of us will think, well, where does God have me? I'm nobody. I don't have anything like blah, blah, blah. No, you have a calling. You have a purpose. Wherever you are is where God has you. And you have to do what? Live like Joseph did in the pit, in the prison Amen. cell. You have to yeah. live and remember who you are and stay prepared to be and use those gifts God gave you and be that person that God created you to be. So in order- right to 
right? So now Christina, because God's giving you more wisdom, more revelation, Amen. more knowledge about where you are. Yeah. Mm. I can see that there would be people and you go, you know what? I love this person. I have no problem with them, but they're not, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm supposed in my testing of this. I don't feel like this is supposed to be right here. It's supposed to be right here. And mm-hmm. that's because more people depend on you, Christina, you have kids. They're getting to be a certain <laughs> so age. True. You have a husband, yep. you, have a, right. you have a, you have a life and a calling that God has given you to steward and part of stewarding. Well mm-hmm. means you have to, you have to ask God, okay, God, who goes on the journey with me? You know, God, right. who comes to the market today to shop for the fruit? Cause they're going to have an influence over what fruit I buy. You know, who, mm-hmm. I, we don't, right. we, oh, what is it? The old, the old uh, hymnal. Oh, what needless pain we bear because we yeah. don't bring all to him in prayer. And mm-hmm. I think that people hear that and it's like, oh, sweet, but no, I'm learning. And, and, and my husband has been a big influence on this, but I am learning to bring all to him in prayer everything, mm-hmm. your finances, your friend group, your work, the decisions you're getting ready to make about moving career, you know, and, and as you bring it all to him in prayer, Nova, what you said last week and again, this week really comes into play as you bring everything into prayer. I believe you'll see that what God pushes you to is only that, which is fulfilling for you. Mm-hmm. And right. I don't want to mess up your lesson. Yeah. But, no, when, when you, you know, you're, um, the things that are meaningful um, and valuable to you, like when all of you, who you are is moving toward all God's called you to be. So that's how, you know, it's meaningful and valuable and you're mm-hmm. fulfilled when you find yourself giving all your energy to these meaningful and valuable things. Right. Cynthia, can I share one more thing? Because yes. this mud thing just dropped into my spirit too. And I have a quick story and I don't know how much time we have. We're good. But when I was, when I was about, I want to say about 10 years old, uh, I had horses And my daddy and I were out on a ride. We were riding these horses and we had 160 acres um, on our farm. So I grew up on a turkey farm. We had some horses and dogs and cats. And, you know, I just like had this really magical childhood with all these animals. And my dad and I would go riding. We had these beautiful American saddlebred horses and we were out riding. And, you know, we knew our land pretty well, but there were some spots in our land that were very, you know, I guess, we were unaware. So my dad and I were, were riding these horses and we got to this place where all of a sudden there was quicksand and there was, it it looked like mud, but it became quicksand. And me and my horse and my dad's horse, they, we started to sink. And the more we all struggled, this horses were starting to sink. Well, my dad went, he had to like run about a mile and go get our John Deere tractor. And he said, Nova stop struggling stop your horse from struggling. I need you to like basically be one with the horse and I want you to stop struggling and I'm going to pull you out, but you have to let go. You have to let go. And I need you to just sit on your horse and, Mm. and be with your horse. And I'm going to pull you out with this tractor and we're going to do it slow. And, but we're, it's, we're going to be steady. And I'm going to use all my horsepower, but I need you to relax and let go. And I need you to calm your horse down. And you know what, Cynthia, that popped into my spirit of, you know, that word with God bringing us out of the mud. Do we, do we get out of the mud fighting and flinging mud everywhere? You know what we do? I saw this smoothness. We just say, okay, God, you're pulling Mm -hmm. me out. And I'm, I I am 
I'm going to release it to you and you're going to do the work and I'm going to surrender myself to you pulling me out of that muck and that mire. And I just, I just had to share that because, you know, as a kid, I was panicking inside myself. I wanted to like jump off the horse, but my dad said, if you jump off that horse, that horse is going to freak out. So do not jump off that horse. And Mm. sometimes God is asking us to stay in it. For a uh, moment. Sometimes, always, I feel like. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. Say <laughs> it. Preach it. Um, so, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to, but the thing is, the Lord's like, stay in it with me. Yeah. Right. Don't eat the mud. You're getting out of it. Yeah. The mud isn't becoming your nourishment and you're not, but. Well, but it's, it's, it's interesting, Nova, because if you struggle and you're, ah, and help me, mm-hmm. you yeah. are eating the mud. Yeah. You oh, are. Now all and of a sudden thinking- you're suffocating on it. Yeah. So uh, anyways, girl, your, that word was such a visual for me. And like the Holy Mm -hmm. spirit is obviously moving and he wants us. I mean, maybe I'm adding this word to my words. (laughs) I don't know, but I feel like the Holy spirit is speaking to us and, and uh, allowing us to hear that word and knowing that God is going to, he's, he's on the move. And I do believe that there, if the revival is starting in our hearts, Mm -hmm. it, it it starts with us, all of us. Yeah. And, amen. And I also, I also think, I, I love that you go back and revisit your words and you really, like, I'm really going to start writing them down now and going back because I think I've learned something through the years, uh, many, many years of having like a word that the Lord will give me each year is what he really does is he adds to the word. He adds to the last word because God builds mm-hmm. foundationally, Right. So, right. So, so the first word one year that where the Lord says, I'm now going to start giving you stuff is a foundation. Mm -hmm. And if I had, it's interesting. I remember one year my word was patience. I remember one year my word was faith. If I really go back and look at the foundation of all that he's built to get me to the place where I can say every day for my life, I'm sorry, I choose victory. I choose not to be a victim. I choose not to live in the pain or the mistakes of my past. I choose to confront Mm -hmm. it and to, and to not blame everybody else around me for it and to pick up my cross and, 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 and know that those who wait upon the Lord will rise up on wings, you know, like eagles. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting because I, I really think that whole building upon, you know, and the foundational aspect of taking all those, the, the words year after year and adding them to is important because to the Lord, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. So what he's doing in your life that for me, there are certain things that started years ago that he's doing in my life, but I'm, I'm seeing them come to pass finally today. There, there mm-hmm. are prayers I've had in my heart and maybe all he gave me was the word faith so that I would hang on to the prayer so that I would mm-hmm. hang on to the dream, to the seed, because now maybe 10, 15 years later, here it is. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and it's, it's, it is, we, it is crazy because when we submit all to him, we do have to remember that his timing is perfect. You know, there are certain things I asked the Lord for you. I like, I, I, there was a certain time in my life back in 1999 in the year 2000, where I was making a lot of money working on television. And, um, 
I mean, I had network, I had so many network TV paychecks. I was storing part of them in my sock drawer so that it would be my savings account because if I put it in the bank, I was going to spend it because I was a spendthrift and had zero concern about saving money, investing money, none of that. I was childish. I was not a good steward over wealth that God gave me early on in my life. I was in my 20s. I was I had not even confronted my brokenness. I wasn't whole spiritually. So I certainly wasn't going to be able to be whole financially. I wasn't wow. there. You know, I would have, I had probably, I'm, I, I, I probably have had handfuls of wonderful men that would have been good husbands. I just wasn't able to see that, you know, then. And now I'm such an advocate for, gosh, if, if you don't have a good life partner, move. You know, if and if you have someone and you're young and you know you have a good life partner, partner meaning you can build the corporation of your life together. You know, you know you're gonna be you're gonna be on the same team in the board meetings when it comes to that meeting about how we're raising our child in the faith or how we're doing this or how we're doing that. Like a real partner, right? If you found that and it's early, you're blessed. You know, hold on to it. I've changed so much of my perspective as I've grown in Christ, as we all have and as we all do. But it's so interesting to me because I, I don't know, I just, you know, I, I, I was living in this house and the last thing in the world I wanted and, and the owner of the house at the time was leasing the house for a ridiculous amount of money. And I was across the street from Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Yes, because my son was a little boy and my babysitter and I used to sit in the window with binoculars waiting for Brad to, Brad to drive out of, out of the driveway, you know, and then he would always, he would stop and say hi to our son, which I thought was so, my son, our son. Did you hear that? Did I just claim Brad Pitt as the father of my child? <laughs> Unbelievable. You heard it here first, people. You heard it here Unbelie- first. Unbelievable. Yeah, did I, did I just say he was my baby daddy? Um, <laughs> that's <son>. wrong. <laughs> Our son. He would stop and speak to my son, which I thought was so sweet. But anyway, where I'm going with this is at the time, the owner of the house used to say to me, Cynthia, you're being stupid. I'm willing to sell you the house and your, your payment every month would be much less than it is now. Buy the house. Buy the house. I don't want to be tied down. I'd rather rent all these places. I don't know. No, I don't know if I want to live here. Stupid. Not mature enough in spirit, wisdom, in any way. Not rooted in the Lord enough to be still enough to know God was trying to bless me. Because many, many years later, which occurred, I would have sleepless crying nights about owning a home. Like, oh my gosh, Lord. I mean, I've spent millions and millions of dollars, you know, on leasing these beautiful homes. Why didn't I ever buy one of these? Oh my goodness. And now Lord, am I ever going to be able to own a home and blah, blah, blah. And so there's this satisfaction. Every time I walk into a property that I own at this point in my life, no matter how big or small, it does not matter that because I know that I was not ready to receive something that God tried to give Mm. me 22 years ago. And because of my own inability to hear him and receive from him and rise out of the stupidity, the muck in my own life, it took a long time, you know? And so now I just, I think it's why I'm so passionate and I don't even know where the point was in that, but I, I think it's why I'm so passionate in just sharing the word of God 
through testimonials and experiential experiences in an experiential way, the way that we do here, because it's through living that we learn and grow. It doesn't happen any other way. And, and I don't want anybody to have to go through the stupid mistakes I made. You know, wisdom is a beautiful thing. Hindsight is 2020 vision. But like, if I can give you the, the 2020 of my hindsight, you can actually go further faster. And, you know, and it's, I, and honestly, and that, that's just my heart for people. Like, why do people have to go through the muck to rise? You know? Well, that's really good, Cynthia. It's interesting as you were talking, I was, you know, when I'm listening to you and all the words that God's given you and how you weren't ready to receive things. And yet over the years, like God is doing this continual work, you don't throw the words away, you build on them. And and it's so interesting. And I know I'm just a very visual person, but it's like, I almost see this word hall of fame in your homes. Like, Mm. like this is what God has done. And you know what? It's like, people ask you, why do you have the word wisdom on your wall? And then you share that. It's like so interesting how God can use anything. And I know I'm so visual, but I just, I like, I saw you and you were looking at all of these framed, like hall of fame words on your wall. And it's like, that's what my God did. That's what my oh, God whoa, said. that's really deep because Nova, um, I don't know if you, I've ever shown you guys my paintings, but I know I. Yeah, you need I to. Know. <laughs> I know I have a I have a storage unit full of them. I started in the year 2000 Cynthia. and yeah, and Denzel Washington actually um, was like my first patron. He was the first person to, you know, he looked at me one day and he as he stood in my house and he was like. Oh my God, like Slim, that was my, my dad and his nickname for me, Slim, Slim, your anointing is in your painting. And Mm -hmm. I was like, but, but, but I paint scripture. I paint. So you know how I said to you visually what God showed me about rise and I have to paint it. You have to, that'll, that'll be a painting. Because God's already mm-hmm. shown me. He, he gives me the colors. He gives me the, the visual. He even makes it like stick figures because I don't think of myself as talented for this. I, it, it grew because in the year 90, 1999, going into the year 2000, when I was living in this gorgeous home in the West Hollywood Hills across the street from Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston that I just told you about, right? Um, when I wasn't peering through the binoculars to see if Brad Pitt was coming <laughs> out of the house, I was painting my struggles. And it started out writing my words for the year and writing scripture on post-its. And I would stick those post-its all over. So it's really interesting when you said, Nova, I see words all over your house. It started Mm -hmm. to ruin my gorgeous home because I had (laughs) post-its everywhere. And so, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, I I had had this showroom of a house and post-its with scripture everywhere. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going through it and I need Jesus. And I got to put them all around me every day. And so it's awesome. It it was the most awesome and prolific time of my life in terms of my painting, because God, one day driving down the street, literally gave me a triptych. So he gave me three. He gave me the images and the words on each one. And I, I had never painted a day in my life. I, the Holy spirit said, go to the paint store and buy everything that I just showed you to buy. I went to a paint store. I had no idea 
I was like, I don't even know what to buy. And the girl in the store was like, well, I said, but it looks like that kind of paint. She goes, okay, those are acrylics. And, and I mean, I think acrylics are like, like, it's like, it's like cheap. I mean, it's like a non-talented person's painting. It dries fast. I need instant gratification. Like God knew what he was doing, right? (laughs) Um, Like he knew, he knew his daughter oils, oils waiting to dry for, you know, weeks at a time. No, no, no. He knows his daughter. So I go, I come home with paintbrushes and all this stuff. And I'm not, I'm not kidding you for the next year and a half. I painted and painted and painted and the Lord poured out and poured out and poured out 20, 30, 40 paintings. And Denzel actually sent his art dealer over to my home and she, she walked through my home because I, I took down the post-its and I started hanging the paintings and it wow. was wow, God, like everywhere, all over the house, on my walls. It was God. It was my journey. It was everything. And people started coming over that I work with, the makeup artist, the hair person, the, the stylist to bring clothes for a shoot. And I'd walk into the room. They'd be standing in a room in front of a painting crying. Wow. Like, and what is um, that- when are we going to be able to purchase the prints? I know. I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to take them out soon. I feel like I have to, but part of the reason, part of this move I know is because God's going to have me paint again. And Mm. it's the most beautiful thing that he allows me to do because it's me and him. That's it. Well, let me ask you this question. Is it fulfilling? Is it meaningful and valuable to you? Right? It is. Yeah. So you're, so you're like, uh, you're, you find yourself giving your energy to, all these things that are meaningful and valuable. And that that's when you live fulfilled. Yeah. And honestly, if that is my, I mean, that's probably the thing that if I could, you know, one day I want to have a gallery showing, I got offered a couple of them back then, but I, I was like, no, no, no. Who are you? I'm I'm like, who are you? No, I'm just not. I never thought of it as, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, Mr. Denzel's art dealer told me that I was a self-taught expressionist. I'm like, oh, that's such Mm. a fancy way of saying I've never had any training. But she said, there's a whole (laughs) school of these people. And then she named some names of very famous artists whose works I know um, that are self-taught expressionists. And I was like, Mm. oh, wow, this is a real thing. But it's just, it's literally, it's just God. You know why? Because I realized a long time ago that my gift is communicating the word of the Lord. And if you take away this, I'm going to paint it. If you take away this, I'm going to write it down. Like I am going to write down what God has done in my life and what I see him doing in the world. If, if I don't have a mouth and eyes, it's just, it's going to come out of me because it has to come out of me. And I think for those of you, you know, who are watching, who are, who, who are joining us, you know, this week, every week, I think the thing is that when God gets inside of you, he's not going to stop. That's the thing. And I, my prayer for all of you is that you get to that place where there's so much of him inside of you that you just can't help it. It comes out. He comes out of your eyeballs. He comes out of your mouth. He comes out of your music. He comes out of your art, whatever it is, anything you touch, Jesus is there, you know, cause that's, that's to me why the scripture in him, I live and move and have my being is so deep to me. Think of Same. you guys, you're, you're a music, like to me as singer songwriters, this scripture to me comes the most alive in someone like you. Like it comes so alive in Lenny. 
for some of you watching it, I'm going to use his name now because I want, this is a compliment of epic proportions, but Lenny Kravitz is my brother, right? Okay. Well, my brother is one with God when I watch him make his music. I, 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 I've never been more, I know I have sat in the presence of the Lord moving through someone when I, I've, mm. I, I've sat with him before he, you know, one, one year, many years ago, he said to me, I, I said, let, I told, I shared this with him. I said, Lenny, it's just, it's amazing to me. And he said, no, I know it's God. He said, I know it's God because it's not me. And if you do anything creatively and you get out of the way, you know, when God is giving you the gift, it's mm, not yeah. you. No, oh, totally. Yeah. And he had me because I don't, for any of you who are fans of his music, a lot of people don't know that Lenny plays every instrument and, and, and not just okay, like really well, classically trained. And one of the best things that he is, is a drummer. Maybe the best, maybe the instrument he plays the best, even though you always see him with a guitar. Um, so, and I, and to me, drums are insane because how you, playing the drums requires a syncopation of all your body parts moving Indifferent, mm-hmm. like it blows my mind. And I sat one day, he said, sit here behind me. And I sat and I put my my hands around him like this while he played so that I could feel. And I felt every muscle, every vein, every every beat of his heart and his body was going indifferent, but it was all in sync. And when he mm-hmm. was done, he just turned around and I and I started crying. And he said, I know, you know, he's like, I feel that way every time, like every time. Wow. It's, oh, it's beautiful. Just, right? Well, I'm, oh it's awesome. No, it's such a now sing, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, that's really beautiful. It's a gift. Like you're gifted. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I think, and for any of you who, who know, you know, you have a gift. Your gift might be to speak. Your gift might be leadership. Your gift might be music. Your gift might be songwriting. It might be playing an instrument. Your gift might be that you have the ability to look at something, you know, a canvas or a house or whatever it is and bring something to life. The enemy always wants to attack you in the place of your gifting by diminishing you there. He wants to steal your voice there, or he wants to make you feel like it's not important what you have to say, or he wants to tell you that your songs aren't any good, or he wants to tell you that, well, you're not selling 12 million records, so you're not Mm -hmm. worthy of contributing. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. And, And to me, it makes me think of the scripture that we get in marriage. What God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. When God has joined you to him and he's given you this kind of a gift, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Don't let anyone mess with you and your union with the Lord, your union with your gift. But by the same token, what hit me when I got married was it's not just let no man put asunder like all those people out there in the audience. It's like, no, you two here. Hey, you, dum-dum, bride and groom, the two getting married. Y'all don't get to even put this asunder. Don't mess with this. I joined this together. I am the Lord, your God. I brought you out of the the land of Egypt. You will remember me, you know, remember me. Mm -hmm. And I really think what Joseph did so beautifully in that prison 
is he never, never let any put him asunder. He never let any challenge. He never let anything separate him from the union, the marriage that he had with the Lord. And, and yeah. that that's where his gifts came from. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I say that also to the two of you, you know, and to all of you watching and, and cause I know that sometimes we all struggle with like significance, you know, and, and, and we like, we're so significant. Like mm. you all are so significant and, and, and all, I think a lot of our uh, walking into that and rising is about understanding that you do rise as you understand who you are and whose you are, you know, and I, I'm telling you, there's not a lot, you know, of, there are those things I think that can make us, oh, can break us. Right. But I don't know. There's n- nobody that could just walk through that door today and with their words, you know, make me lay down in the mud and break mm-hmm. me. Mm-mm. You know, cause as for me and my house, we have chosen to serve the Lord. And so have all of you, you know, and I think that choice does bring a, a protection and, and, and a wisdom. And as you realize how much you're stewarding over, you're stewarding your children, you're stewarding your finances, you're stewarding the life that God has given you steward. Well, you know, mm-hmm. steward, well, be like Joseph, test the spirit before you just let it in. Yeah. Cause that person might come in that, that pastor might've come in. And next thing you know, you got a son who's been molested because somebody else has a flesh problem. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. You know, Cynthia, I I mean, I'm cementing this in my heart and I feel like probably people who are watching uh, will, will have received this too, but what you said, yes, let no man put asunder. In other words, nothing gets to come between me and my Jesus. Nothing, nothing gets to. And so I, I really receive that today. I receive that. And I, I know I, and I put myself in Joseph's shoes it's like nothing comes between me and my god amen amen nothing no past no bitterness no people Mm -hmm. no matter what who have come against me they can't come between and mess with my relationship with god and so i i in jesus name right now i i receive that and i pray this out in prayer watching yeah holy spirit thank you for being so present with us today and teaching us and showing us uh about the words that you speak over our lives that your word the word of god is living and active and sharp and beautiful and it's nourishment and i thank you that nothing can come in between you and us um, you have made a way because of Jesus. Yes. You've made a way for us to come to you and nothing can come. Nothing's allowed to come in between that. And so Lord, I thank you for my sisters who carry wisdom and story. Thank you for, thank you for your word. Cause it is such a beautiful story of your relentless pursuit of your people. Mm-hmm. And so God, Pack at you, we relentlessly pursue you. And we say, have your way in us. Thank you for all that you have done and will continue to do in the lives and the stories of the women and men watching Girl Club. And uh, God, we release the words that you've spoken 
over our lives. We release them right back at you. And we say we belong to you. And we're so thankful for you. And we bless the name of Jesus. May you be known throughout our land. May you be known throughout our world as the only one who saves and delivers us and gives us the opportunity to live a life fulfilled in Christ Jesus and in your son's precious, holy, mighty, beautiful name we pray. Amen. 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 You're welcome. You. Welcome, Angie. I love you guys too. Amen. Thank you. Thank thank you guys. Thanks for all of you who are who are watching this week and and bless you. Bless you. You know. Love you too. I love you. Love you. Love you. All right, y'all. Have a good rest of your weekend. Thank you for being a part of another girl club. And um this week. Start to think of your word for the year. What's your word? What's your marching orders? Sit down, spend some time with the Lord. I think it's really important. Write it down and write down what he thinks about you versus versus what you know the enemy. Just sit down, sit, you just sit there. Lord, show me what the enemy's doing in my life to limit me. Write it down. Ask him, Lord, show me what, how you feel about me, how you love me, write it down. And then if, if for anybody who's bold enough, I'd love to have you share it, you know, this week and, and, uh, because there's definitely a story that God's trying to write and there's a story that the enemy's trying to write. But see, we're not those who live according to the enemy's story. We're those who conquer and rise according to the story of Jesus Christ in our lives. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grotheis, host of Truth Tribe where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.